This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is tramping out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make man holy, let us die to make all free. While God is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Well, Debbie, we're right in the middle of a, a holiday, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Most folks, they think Memorial Day is the kickoff to summer. It uh, goes quite a bit deeper than that. It started out as Decoration Day back in the 1800s after the Civil War when the folks would go on to the graves of the soldiers who had perished in that war and they would decorate their graves. And it's kept on going well up until now. Uh, and we started out uh, we, with the World Wars, the World War I. That was the war that was supposed to end all wars. We lost 114,000 men and women there. A little over two decades later, we entered World War II, and that cost us the lives of 405,000. We lost 54,000 in the Korean conflict, 90,000 in Vietnam, and almost 9,000 now in the Persian Gulf in our fight in the Middle East uh, against terrorism. So as, as you go to the cemetery, I'd like, I'd like you to think about 
what this really means. Now we, we decorate the graves of our loved ones along with the soldiers. And that's okay. It's kind of watered down a little bit. But when you go to the cemetery tomorrow, which I hope you will do, or maybe you've already been there, when you uh, decorate those graves of your loved ones, walk around the cemetery a little bit and just see how many veterans' graves you can find and some that gave the supreme sacrifice uh, during a war. And as you do that, maybe have a little prayer on your lips, uh, thanking God for what those people did for us so that we can enjoy the many, many uh, freedoms that we have. And I think one we're practicing right now, uh, the most important is our freedom of religion. We can, we can worship any place and anyone, any, anywhere. So um, we're going to do a song. This is a song I heard 50-some years ago. Uh, we might have done it once before. And uh, sometimes you hear a song, and man, it stays right with you. And this one did for me. It's called A Soldier's Last Letter. I'm writing this down in a trench mound. Don't scold if it isn't too The way that you did When I was a kid And I'd come home With mud on my feet The captain just gave us Our orders And mom, we will carry them I'll finish this letter The first chance that I get But until then, Mom Remember, I love you Then the mother's old hands Begin to tremble As she fought against tears In her eyes but they came not ashamed For there was no name And she knew that her soldier had died Then the mother knelt down by her bedside And she prayed to the Lord to hear her plea. Dear Lord, please protect all the soldiers who are fighting tonight. And God, please keep our country free. I'm writing this down in a trench don't scold if it isn't too neat The way that you did When I was a kid And I'd come home With mud on my feet
we are all together in one place. And then comes the rush of wind and the tongues of flame. The Holy Spirit is among us. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to the Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tagg, our musicians, Eileen Flatten, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We'd also like to wish you a very blessed Memorial Day as you remember those that have gone before us, but especially as we remember those who have sacrificed time, their life for our freedoms that are so special. We will also be having services next Sunday at Duranda Lutheran and would invite you to join us there at 9.30. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You might want to prepare a worship space. Lay a cloth down and have a candle and a cross and a... Hopefully it will help make your home worship experience better. You probably want to have some Bibles if you want to have uh, read along with the scripture passages. As we begin our worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation. With God the Creator, Jesus our Savior and the Spirit, our breath of life, we dedicate this hour to the presence and purposes of God as we worship together. Amen. Continue with the confession and forgiveness. We confess our sins before God and one another, God of resurrection. You have redeemed us through the gift of your Son. Yet we often act as though we do not know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change to the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us. Forgive us our sins of thought, word, and lack of action or action, that we might do better to do your will. 
I declare to you, Christ is risen indeed and proclaims to you and all of creation the entire forgiveness of sin. Receive this gift and forgiveness with joy. Amen. Now we'd like to uh, invite Jim and Debbie to sing some more gather songs. Jesus calls us o'er the tumult of our lives while restless sea. Day by day his clear voice sounding, saying, Christian, follow me. As of old Saint Andrew heard it by the Galilean lake, turned from home on toil and kindred, leaving all for Jesus' sake. In our joys and in our sorrows, days of toil and hours of ease, still he calls and cares and Christian, love me more than these. Jesus calls us by your mercies. Savior, may we hear your call. Give our hearts to your obedience. Serve and love you best of all. For Jesus, a life that is true, striving to please Him in all that I do, yielding allegiance, glad hearted and free. This is a pathway of Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be Thy throne, my life I give henceforth to Christ for thee alone. Living for Jesus who died in my place, bearing on Calvary in my sin and disgrace. Such love constrains me to Christ for thee alone. 
for Jesus wherever I am, doing each duty in His holy name, willing to suffer affliction or loss, deeming each trial Lord and Savior, I give myself to Thee, for Thou in Thine atonement didst give Thyself for me. I own no other master, my heart shall be Thy throne, my life I give henceforth to We continue with this the morning's litany. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress? Will persecution or famine? Or will peril or sword? No, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from our God. Neither life nor death, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depths, nor anything else in all of creation. Thanks be to God, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us so. The prayer of the day, Holy Spirit, give us tongues to proclaim your love to all peoples and power to work for justice in all the world through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. During worship, we do the sharing of the uh, peace, and sometimes that gets left out or isn't as involved as we probably should have it, because much of what we do in worship is really to bring us together so that we do live in peace, so that we live in community, where we enjoy each other, where we look to each other for support and encouragement, where there's a wholeness in our relationship with God and with each other. 
So it's no small thing to ask for peace and to give peace to another. So we'd ask you to take and share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today or sometime this week, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Or you could say, may the peace of God be with you in all you do. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. So Eileen will lead that at this point. The first reading is from Romans 8, verses 18 through 39. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not of its own, of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the scripture Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows that what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose." For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation 
will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The second reading is from Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, we were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where we were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Well, good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message, and as I like to say for all of us who are still children at heart. Have you ever had a cold, a coughing, sneezing, runny nose kind of cold? What do your parents and teachers tell you to do when you cough? That's right, you should cover your mouth. Do you know why they tell you to do that? It's to keep your germs from spreading so that others won't catch your cold. Do you know the fancy word, word for when someone catches a cold from someone else? That's right, it's contagious. Usually, when we hear the word contagious, we think of it in terms of bad things being contagious, like colds. But good things can be contagious too, like laughing. Sometimes if someone is laughing really hard, then you might start to laugh too. Have this ever happened to you? In the scripture story, we hear of another good thing that is contagious. That's God's Holy Spirit. While something like a cold or a laugh can be passed on without any thinking, it does take some learning to catch God's Holy Spirit. In fact, this is one of the main things Jesus taught his disciples to do when they were following him. So in today's story, which we call the Pentecost story, we hear about how the disciples finally learned to catch God's Holy Spirit like Jesus taught them. Then once they caught God's Holy Spirit, we hear the disciples started talking to the people around them about God and Jesus. And a lot of the people were curious about what the disciples were saying. The story says that 3,000 people believed that day. In other words, Jesus' students had become teachers and now they had their own students. And one of the main things the disciples started to teach their new students is the same thing that Jesus taught them, how to receive God's Holy Spirit and pass it on to others. When God's Holy Spirit is being passed on, it is God's love, hope, healing, and wisdom that is being shared with one another. Today's story reminds us of how God's Holy Spirit is best shared from one person to another. Today's story also reminds us that just like the disciples, we too can learn how to catch God's Holy Spirit from Jesus and from each other. Then we too can share God's love, hope, healing, and wisdom with those around us, just like Jesus and the disciples did. And when we do that, we are helping keep God's Holy Spirit contagious, just like the disciples did in today's Pentecost story. And that is the good news for today. Could you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer? Dear God, thank you for Jesus who taught the disciples and us how to catch your Holy Spirit so that we can then pass it on to others. Thank you and amen. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, 
my great Redeemer's praise, the glories of my God and King, the triumphs of His grace. My gracious Master and my God, assist me to proclaim, to spread through all the earth abroad the honors of thy name. Jesus, the name that charms our fears, that bids our sorrows cease, tis music in the sinner's ears, tis life and health and peace. He breaks the power of cancel sin, he sets the prisoner free. His blood can make the foulest clean. His blood availed for me. Hear him, ye deaf, his praise ye dumb. Your loosened tongues employ. Ye blind, behold, your Savior come. And leap ye lame for joy. Glory to God and praise and love be ever, ever given by saints below and saints above, the church in earth and Well, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What a day, Pentecost, a Jewish festival that became the birth of the Christian church. A time where the disciples had gathered together in prayer for the 10 days after Jesus had ascended, gathered together in a place, and then wow. It happens, the sound of rushing wind the flames of fire, and now they were speaking in a language that everybody could understand, or the different languages that everybody could understand who had came for this festival. 3,000 people become people of faith. What a day. But what's good news is it didn't stop there, did it? You think of those 3,000 people with different nationalities as to where they lived, now went home, and Pentecost continued. You look at the Old Testament, and you see the Tower of Babel, a place where people had thought they could somehow reach the heavens, and they could be as good as God or be God. And so God gave them different tongues or languages so that they couldn't communicate and they couldn't accomplish that task. It didn't stop them from thinking that they were gods or they could be gods, but it stopped them from having a symbol where they thought they were gods. So now we see at Pentecost, a whole different change is coming. Language is no longer going to be a barrier for these people gathered together as they came out and as they shared the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection for them. The Holy Spirit that was promised 
came with power. Now today we still have that. I, I think the danger is today though, we, we have a tendency to think, you know, it'd be nice if we could grow if just people who are like us would join. We don't want to have too much diversity, you know, that diversity would, would cause issues for us. It's kind of nice and comfortable to be the way we are. And then just to include more and more people so that we all could be like us. People with different gifts can make it more difficult for us to accomplish certain things that we want. But it may not be what is best for the church. My favorite story that I've shared before is the carpenter shop. Her old brother Hammer was in the chair and the group had just informed him that he was no longer welcome to be the chair because he was much too loud. And he said, well, if I have to go, little brother Gimlet has to go. You know, I, all his work is so insignificant. And little brother Gimlet rose and said, well, if I have to go, brother Plain has to go. All his work is on the surface. And little brother Plain said, well, if I have to go, brother Ruler has to go. He's always measuring other people as if he's the only one who is ever right. And Brother Ruler said, well, if I have to go, Brother Sandpaper has to go. He's much too rough and he's always rubbing people the wrong way. And in the midst of this discussion walked the carpenter of Nazareth. He'd come to build a table. And he went to work. And he employed the hammer, the gimlet, the saw, the... Uh, uh, plain, and all the different tools. And he used each one of them where he couldn't have used another one. At the end of the day, he had made a table, and Brother Saw arose, and he said, I perceive, brethren, that we are all laborers together. So that they were to gather in a fellowship around a table that Jesus had supplied for us. It's one of the reasons I love communion because that story comes home and as I see different people come up from different ages and different abilities and different thoughts and dreams and hopes for what the church is to be, I realize that's what Jesus wants. He wants a diverse community with different gifts and the Holy Spirit comes and uses those different gifts to make the church vital and alive in our world today. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives gifts and uses them to make the church what it is today. But it also is something that is kind of surprising. That day we saw or heard how powerful the Spirit moved. Sometimes as we've gone along, it's been difficult because the Spirit moves and we don't see it. We don't see the flames of fire over the people's head. We don't hear people just automatically talking in different tongues. We don't see or even feel the wind sometimes. It's just, where are you, God? What are you doing? But the Spirit moves. And that's what I want to spend the rest of my time on today. Even when we cannot see it or feel it, the Spirit is moving. We know that because we're still a church today, 2,000 years later, and it's growing. Some of us wring our hands as we look at the American church, but we need to remember 
the American church is still vital for so many people. And that church that we love is worldwide. For me personally, and I've shared this again before, but I, it hits me every time we talk about this. I was nine years old when my brother came home from Waldorf College. He was writing a paper on me, which I didn't know he was doing. He said, hey, Lauren, what are you thinking about? As I was laying out on the lawn one day, and I said, well, I was thinking of preaching of the gospel in China. Now, if you know, 1954 was not a time you thought about preaching in China. The Korean War was going on. I don't know why I said it. I don't know what brought it to mind. But over 50 years later, a pastor calls and says, Lauren, we're working on a camp that we'd like to start in China. We know you have an international interest. Would you help us get a camp started in China? I didn't think I could afford to go but again, some money became available. And I got to go and spend a month in China looking for a place where we could run a camp, seeing the different sites that China Service Venture had worked on and been involved in in ministry. About the third or fourth day, my son was with and we'd just visited a place that had beautiful gardens, of flowers all around, and had a historical significance. And as we were walking, all of a sudden, three young girls walked up. And they were interested in talking to my son. He was much better looking at that time, and still is. And they started talking, but their conversation kind of died, and two of them walked away, but the one turned to me and started talking to me. And we talked for over half an hour as best we could. She wanted to practice English and stuff. And I asked her a couple questions that were not real well, we had to be careful about what we said. We couldn't proselytize. So I just asked her what faith she was or religion. And she said, oh, we in China, we don't believe in religion. We believe in ourselves. So we left that and we kept talking. And then she left. She found out we were going to another place and she wanted to visit us the next day where she was going to university. So again, we talked and I had a pastor, Simon Lee, who was Chinese with us, talked to her. And everything went well. But it was six months later, I went back to China again to work on some things. And guess who shows up? She wanted to know more. What had happened was the night before we had come to that place, she'd been asking questions in her mind. Is that all there is to life of getting an education? She felt there was something that she was missing and she wanted to know. So she came back to here and again, some friends sat down with her after worship when we'd gone to church on Sunday and she became a follower of Jesus. A little while later, a year or so later, she was at Wapagasset and we baptized her in the lake. 50 years after I'd made the statement I would love to go to China. Had forgotten about it, but all that time God was preparing. We had other stories of Nancy, of teachers, 
a daughter of a friend that we had and friend that we had worked with wanted his daughter to become a Christian, but the mother and the daughter were very anti. He had become a Christian earlier. So he said, would it be all right if they came to camp, the daughter and a friend? I said, sure. And so they came for two weeks. And when they went home, they were people of faith. And within a year, the mother also had become a Christian. How do you explain the spirit moving those 50 years when I had forgotten, but God was moving, taking a, an idea that I hadn't, I had no idea why, but God used it and moved me when I was much older to go to China and to love the people there. Ethiopia was not quite as long. I had five years of praying with some others about going to South Africa because the man that we were praying with prayed for his people and I watched him as tears rolled down his face. And instead of getting to South Africa, the going flying straight, we ended up going to Ethiopia. And what a gift it was to go there. And that's where I felt a call to go back, but a revolution wouldn't allow it. But as we were singing in Southern Ethiopia, somebody heard us who was walking by that day and wanted to know what was going on. And they said seven young people came halfway around the world to talk about Jesus. He stayed for the rest of the day at that conference of Christians wanting to know more about Jesus. He went back to his village where there were no Christians. And he said, you know, we need to find out who this Jesus is. Seven young people came halfway around the world to talk about him. He must be important. A month later, they had formed a church and had asked the Makani Yesu Church, the place where Jesus dwells is the interpretation, if they could become part of the Makani Yesu Church. We didn't know it. It wasn't until the team traveled back through there seven months later that they told us the story. The church was already moving and growing. The Marxist dictator took over a year or two after we had left in 1973 or 4, after a famine had hit. And he was not uh, very good to the church. The leader of the Makani Yesu Church was put in prison and he died there. We don't know if he was killed or if just the circumstances were such that he died. The church was being hard-pressed, but it was still growing. And a missionary who'd gone back there to talk to some of the pastors said, Lauren, do you know what happened? The Marxist dictator, his biggest fear in Ethiopia are the young people who play their drums and guitars and sing songs of faith. That's what he fears. I just want you to know that all started with your team. The spirit was moving and we didn't know it. We didn't know it was moving the way it was and as strong as it was, but it was moving. In 1968, I became a youth director over 55 years ago. What a blessing it is to see and to hear how faith has grown in those youth. Not all successes by any means. There's been heartache and hurt, but God has moved in a ministry that when I left, I thought I had failed those kids. 
But the Spirit, the Spirit doesn't fail. It loves and cares and moves. 38 years at Wapagas, it was one of the joys of my life. Campfires, Bible studies, hearing the kids sing in chapel, they just blew the roof off. Hearing a girl say, my sister was going the wrong way, and this week at camp has saved her. She now wants to follow Jesus. A dad who was of Native American sent had his kid come, and the kid was so excited about the Bible studies that when he went home, they'd be out playing ball, and he would uh, quit at a certain time and say, it's time for a Bible study, and would go in and read his Bible. And some others started joining him, and his dad was so impressed. His dad told us, when are you going to let me come to camp? The Spirit moves. So when we hear the words from Romans, about what shall separate us from the love of Christ. We need to understand that the Spirit of God is moving, calling and enriching and being powerful in the lives of people and using us ways that we never dreamed possible. May your day of Pentecost be one of renewal, of confidence, of hearing those words again that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us so. And may the words and the dreams that you had many years ago or just yesterday, may the Spirit empower you to accomplish them as the Spirit moves you. It is good to be His, to be in God's hands and to have the Holy Spirit indwell us and to be part of the church with all our different gifts. Blessings this day of Pentecost. Amen. Let me live, blessed Lord, in the light of thy word. Let my life be a light on the hill. Leading souls now astray to the straight Cheer everywhere
the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to some soul Give me souls for my hire Let my life be on fire Shining out to the world as a guide Help me rescue someone Sinking now with no hope That in heaven we shall ever abide Let my life be a light Shining out through the night May I help circling ones to the fold Spreading cheer everywhere to the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to some soul Spreading cheer everywhere To the sad and the lone Let my life be a light to some Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Standing in awe of your unfathomable grace, we pray for the world, the church, and all in need. Holy Spirit, breathe life into us and kindle our hearts with your fire. Give us confidence in the truth that there is no force in this world or any other that can separate us from your love, that we might boldly proclaim the good news in our words and actions. God of life, you hear our prayer. Bring to health and wholeness all those who are in need of your healing touch, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Jim Wade, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jean Hoisington, Matt Querup, Ida Martinson, Becky Anderson, Randy Goglin, Shirley Lenz, Helen Jorgensen, Dean Muse and Ariel. We, and then we remember the Ed Monette family. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. With humility and gratitude, remember, we remember all who have lost their lives in service to their countries. Remember them in your kingdom and restore healing and hope to their families. God of life, you hear our prayer. We lift up all the saints who have gone before us, 
knowing not even death can separate them or us from your love. Hold and keep them in your loving embrace until we can again see them in the flesh. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promise of the resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We continue with the offering, and again, we invite you to give wherever you uh, feel God is moving you to give, whether it's your home church or the synod or some other place of need. The offering prayer, everything we have, we owe to your generosity, O God. Receive these gifts we offer and use to offer and use them to benefit your children in need, whoever and wherever they may be in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, We'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But Thank you for listening to A Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Onward to the prize before us soon is being.